0: In the book of john chapter 10 verse 10 the bible says the thief coming not to steal to kill and to destroy when a child of god loses his or herself this is actually the devil stealing certain valuable essence in the life of the believer that keeps the believer from walking in the light of everything god has called him to be and into something else entirely different from the original plan of god and from what god's word says he or she should walk in Hello everyone, my name is James George and I welcome you to today's episode of Moment of Clarity. In today's episode we are going to see the things the enemy steals or what the believer loses when he or she loses himself and how we can get those things back and get back to our place in God. Don't go anywhere, God bless you. welcome back this is the final part of the three-part series don't lose do yourself and it's been an amazing ride i've enjoyed god i've enjoyed what god has been doing through this uh series and i was discussing with a friend and i said this series on don't lose do yourself is actually a message first to me before it is a message to other people because i got to witness certain aspects of my life where I seems to be losing myself because I was giving room to a lot of things. I do talk about some of those things in the first part and in the second part. If you haven't listened to it, do well to go to go catch it, you know. Last week, for example, I was sharing with us about the things that leads to the child of God losing himself and then I also talked about the signs that shows that, you know, you're losing yourself. When you begin to see these signs in your life, you know that you're not actually maintaining your path the way god wants you to be and the enemy wants you to lose yourself then there's something he does to the child of god when he wants the believer to lose himself and that is to steal certain things from the life of the believer mainly the consciousness of the believer now it doesn't steal your consciousness as per physical consciousness right but the enemy steals your spiritual consciousness from you and that's what we are to talk about in this uh Part in this final part of the series, where and I'm going to share with you how you can be able to, you know, fight this and get your know, vibrance for God, your love and your fire back, which are already the enemy. You know, he's trying to rob you or has robbed you in the past. I bring you good news today that it is not too late for you to get yourself together with God. It's not too late for you to build that relationship God wants you to have with Him. And it's not too late for you to be restored. If you are alive and hearing the sound of my voice today, God wants you to. To walk in His perfect will, and He's allowing this word come to you today because He wants to have that so quickly. What's the first thing that the enemy steals from you, or what's the first thing that the child of God loses when they are losing themselves? Number one, they lose the consciousness of the boundless love of God. You lose the consciousness of the boundless of love of God. The Bible says that I have loved you. With an everlasting love, and I have drawn you with uh, my loving kindness. This is God speaking, it's not me. And you know what that means is that God does not joke with your business. The Bible tells us that whoever touches you touches the apple of God's eyes. You see, the very foundation of our worship and our devotion to God is built upon His love. We cannot say we love God more than He loves us. The book of first John says that we love him because he first loved us and we are able to love others because God first loved us and so we learn what love is through the love that God has given to us. And so, the, the, the first thing the enemy tries to steal, or the first thing the enemy steals in the life of a Christian is the consciousness of the love of God for you. It makes you begin to see yourself less than how God sees you. Most of the time, this operates in two ways. Number one, it operates with guilt. For believers that are found in struggling with certain sins or certain lifestyle, the enemy begins to make you doubt the love of God for you as a person and keeps before you a reminder of your sins and your past and as long as he is able to successfully keep that before you, you will see less of the love of God and see more of your unworthiness right, of this love, your inability to uh, embrace it, your inability to walk in it. And when you continue in it, you begin to carry yourself with more struggle than with the ease that comes from knowing I am loved, I am forgiven, I am redeemed. You need to be reminded today that you are the loved, you are the forgiven, you are the redeemed. Apostle Paul was writing, and he wrote, he says, but you are the washed, you are the sanctified had to justify by the grace of our lord jesus christ and of our god We so need to remember this that no matter what it is that is going on in your life right now god loves you and god wants you to be all he has destined you to be it's not too late secondly the next thing that the devil steals from a believer to make them lose themselves is the consciousness of faith in the ability of god to walk on their behalf what does this mean now Part of the things that the devil attacks in the life of the believer, apart from attacking the consciousness of the love of God for you, he attacks your faith. Yes, he attacks your faith. How does he attack your faith? Last week, we were talking about the signs, right? The signs that prove that you're losing yourself. Among those signs, we talk about the fact that when you begin to notice that you are no longer so zealous or passionate about spiritual things, it means you're losing yourself. Now, this is an attack on your faith. Because you see, when that zeal begins to get affected, the thing that builds faith begins to be affected as well. For example, the Bible says, Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, in the enemy begins to plant disinterests for the word of God, for the things of the spirit. You no longer feel interested in fellowship. Maybe you even think you are very busy. You no longer see, yes, the value. For praying in the spirit you no longer see the value for 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 studying the word or for prayer the very things that contribute to the development of your faith are no longer you know appealing to you this is the enemy stealing something from your consciousness the consciousness of faith in the ability of god for you at this stage you know what you begin to do you begin to use more of logic than faith you begin to use more of your intellect than what it means to trust God maybe you could look back at yourself and remember how you used to be that person that says Lord even if there's no money in my account I'm going to trust you that as I work you're going to bless me and you're going to raise help for me and now you have turned into that person who says God I don't have any money where's the next place I want to borrow where's the the, the next thing I need to do I don't care what I have to do we be able to make that money and you know you've become this person that doesn't even put God first that's what they enemy wants he robs you of the consciousness of your faith in the ability of god for somebody that may have lost uh, you know a loved one not to death but maybe heartbreak or disappointment the then gives you the consciousness that you may never find somebody anymore in your life that would love you or you may never find love or peace in a relationship anymore and you become that person who has little to no faith in what God can do. Even if you have lost someone to death, and it looks like your life had been put on hold, or your, your 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 all your expectations have died together with that person, you must not lose your faith, rather, and compromise because of these things, because it's an attack on your faith. And the Bible tells us what to do: to hold fast to the confession of our faith. And then lastly, three things. You know, the third thing, rather, that the enemy will steal when he wants you to lose yourself, the consciousness of God as your only option. What does this mean? Being a Christian means you come before God to make Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Being a Christian means you come to submit yourself to God to be his disciple, means you submit yourself to Christ to become his disciple, yet he does with you whatever he wants. Now, losing yourself means you come to that place where it seems like although you once submitted yourself to God, it seems like now you're going to take back your will, your rights, your, your choices and it's no longer about what God wants for you, it's about what you want for yourself. And sometimes, some believers begin to say things like, you know, this is actually what God wants for me. If I have this desire, it means God placed it there. It's not always true. Not every desire born out of your heart may be coming from God. Especially when it doesn't align with the very things you once believed from God's word and by God's spirit to be what God wants you to be. Especially when it doesn't align to the word of God from your life. And so, when the enemy does attacks the consciousness of your love, of the love of God for you, it makes you carry yourself less than a believer. Secondly, it attacks your faith. It makes you trust God less. And thirdly, it attacks your devotion, in which you consider God as your only option for survival. When you, you, you see, like, you know what, without God, I'm lost. attacks that. And it makes you begin to see or think that there are going to be other options there are going to be other ways out now these things that i just mentioned they are not going to happen overnight they do not happen overnight they take their time they work subtly in the hearts of of this individual and before we know what's going on you can look back and be like what's going on with this area what's going on with that area he's taking his time to build you need to realize something as i share with us in a moment the the the, the things you need to do in order to get yourself back on track with god you need to realize that we are called to warfare. Yes, we fight for a place of victory. Christ has given us the victory and all of that. But we have been called to warfare. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Verse 13 says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, to stand. 14 To stand therefore, having gathered your ways to truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the sheet of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints we have been called to warfare it's not a warfare against your neighbor it's not a warfare against your boss in the office it's a warfare against principalities against against everything that wants to you know displace you from the faith and so the believer must always remember that we have to constantly be on guard the Bible says, be sober, be vigilant. When well, advancing, the devil is going about seeking home to devour. You need to understand that that everything happening around you is either being caused by God or being caused by the devil. Yes, the Bible says, all things work together for good. To so them that love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. but take note. To so them that love God and are called according to his purpose. You stay within the love of God because that's what the devil wants to displace you from. And you stay within his purpose because that's also what the devil wants to displace you from. And as long as you stay in place with God, regardless of what's going on around you, it's going to turn out for why? good why because you are staying in safety but either the enemy can successfully displace you you know from your positioning with God yes it doesn't stop God from loving you but you limit yourself from experiencing some of the things that are meant to be a reality in Christ Jesus and so today we want to see what are those things I need to do in order for me to be restored in order for me to find my place back within the borders of God's program for me as a person number one you must stand rooted right in your convictions it's very important this may sound you know trivial like it's not true uh, it's not like some very mysterious thing but a lot of believers don't really have convictions anything blows them like literally anything blows them you hear this today they are there you hear that tomorrow they are there they literally don't have whatever you know they are convinced about you see convictions comes from our faith in you know, our encounters with God. Convictions are born from these encounters we had with God via His Word, via His spirit. And so you see, for somebody that have encountered certain deeper things with God, their convictions would be like yours. It will be deeper, of course. But you know what? If you do not stand in your convictions, you will fall for anything. The Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, it tells us how to stand rooted and built up in Him, abounding. Abounding in the faith in which you have been called. Be rooted. Be rooted in in this thing that we have been called. If you are not rooted, you are going to fall for anything. Jesus was talking about the difference between those who hear and obey the word and those who hear and don't obey. And we can tell how one was building his house on the rock and the other was building his house on the sand. So your convictions get you rooted. The convictions will keep you in the days when you are faced with the pressures of this life and all the things that lead people to lose themselves. Your convictions will save you. Your Convictions will save you, so stay rooted in your convictions. So you ask yourself the deep questions: what do I really believe in Jesus? What exactly are the things I believe about Jesus? You, know, you need to spend time confessing your faith again. If you have to do that, it will help you to confess your faith, confess what you believe, confess God's word out loud. It will help you to build your convictions. Number two, stop listening to the things or people who remind you of you know the pains. The 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 disappointments, the offences that are associated with your past or your past experiences. You see, there are many people who are planted or who have given themselves over to always be the ones who tell you, "Oh, how this person did this, how that person did that to you." Those things that we are contributing to make you lose yourself. These people allow the devil speak through them sometimes they don't even know sadly so they don't even know for them they may probably be sympathizing with you or you know trying to encourage you but the truth is that they're actually not doing you any good so you must find a way to silence those voices stay away from them whatever reminds you of the very things that trigger you I know we call it trigger a lot of times you know for traumas and the rest whoever serves to always be that reminder to always remind you of your trauma to always remind you of the hurt to always remind you of how somebody treated you badly and those things that made you which you know right those things that made you to begin to lose yourself because you were pained you were hurting avoid those people surround yourself rather with the Word of God that tells you what God says about you how valuable you are and where God is taking you thirdly Remind yourself of the core foundations of your faith in Jesus. Remind yourself of the core foundation of your faith, which is Jesus. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 Is he looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of glory? In verse 1, it's seen that we are surrounded with a great cloud of weakness, right? says let us run with patience the race that that is set before us, right? Let us lay aside every weight and everything that's so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that that is said before us. In other words, don't just lay aside you know the negativity. Don't just lay aside the hurt. Don't just lay aside the past. Don't just lay aside the pain put something before you sometimes a lot of us lay aside something but we don't put anything before us and before we know what we are back to facing the things we laid aside but that's not how to re- get restored. that's not how to recover yourself back in God how do you get to recover back in God you focus on Jesus take your eyes back to Jesus don't take your eyes back to the person who left you don't take your eyes back on the people who hurt you don't put your eyes back on the, the crowd you're trying to impress don't take your eyes put your eyes on the things you can do and things you cannot do that make you compromise your faith and our focus is on jesus he's our perfect example and the more we behold and the bible says we are transformed into his image as from glory to glory The next thing is make it a life commitment to believe what God's word says. I know this is usually hard in a world surrounded by logic, in a world surrounded by people seeking for many evidences. You know, they say, Seeing is believing, and yes, there's a place for science and wonders, there's a place for power and the rest. But you know what? It begins by faith. The Bible says, The just shall live by faith. Jesus says that if you hear these things, blessed are you if you do them. In other words, when you make it your life commitment to both believe and to practice the word of God, you are building an edge of stability for yourself as a child of God. You build an edge of security for your faith. Every act of disobedience and negligence of God's word continues to push you further and further away from your own safety. And so you need to understand that every instruction in the word of God, every word of God is given for your benefit. Every word of God is given for your peace. Every word of God is given for your help. So when you make it your lifelong commitment to say what you... The word of God says I should forgive people. Yes, the word says love who loves you, hates who hates you, help who helps you, and stuff like that is people. That's your flesh. Your flesh wants to, you know, respond to the positivity being given to you, but the spirit asks us to love even the very people that hates us the spirit asks us to help even those people that are trying to bring us down it doesn't mean you're a fool it doesn't mean you don't know what you're doing it simply means you are making it a commitment to obey god's word listen there are a lot of options you're going to have today you can choose to listen or not listen to what i'm saying but the truth is that every time we commit ourselves to obey what god's word says we position ourselves to be elevated by god to be rewarded for our obedience to god the bible would- that says when your enemy says give them water to drink it didn't stop there he said through this act you keep calls of fire on their head we should not always see things from a negative light through your good works god can save somebody through your forgiveness through your peace through your mercy someone else can understand the love and the mercy of god through your kindness somebody else can be touched and if they refuse to be touched the, their hatred for you their attack on you is a direct attack on god and god is going to put it upon himself to protect you see it builds an edge Of protection around those who fear him. So you must make up your mind today: who would you rather work with—the world, who needs salvation, or God, who is the author of your salvation? It's time for you to make that decision today. Now, since this list of things I've put out here for you are actually the pathway to your restoration, there is no other way. Yes, you, you know, you can go to people to talk to people for counseling, you can meet someone to pray for it, but if you do not make the decision to practice these words, I just shared, these few points I just shared with you, you know, reminding yourself again who your focus is, you know, standing rooted in your convictions, reminding yourself of the foundation of your faith and making that commitment to obey and believe what God's Word says. there's nothing anybody's prayer is going to do for you there's nothing anybody's counsel is going to do for you it has to be you making this decision and I, I know that somebody who really needs this word is taking this to heart and they are going to put it into practice can we just say a word of prayer I want you to just bow your heads and I pray with you and say father Lord, let your hand of restoration, of healing rest upon these words. As, the, as, as, as my brother or sister listens to these words today, Lord, let your word minister to them. Let your spirit touch them wherever they are and help them to find their way back to being the person you have called them to be. I pray for healing for them. I pray for hope to be restored. And I pray for peace to overshadow them once more. In Jesus' name, Amen. I speak the reassurance of faith upon you once again, and I pray for your restoration. If you have been blessed by this episode, please do well to leave a word of encouragement on any of our platforms where you are receiving this from. Share with friends, and let God use you as a channel of blessing to somebody else. Next time, we're going to be starting another wonderful series by the grace of God, or deal with whichever topic the Lord wants us to deal with. If you have prayer requests or you have any questions, please do well to follow them directly to our contact details, and the Lord bless you mightily. I will take this moment to appreciate our those who are partnering with us to make Moment of clarity a success uh by the grace of god some of our beloved brothers and sisters in the faith you know are sending contributions for us to get more and more equipments that are needed to make our, our production more beautiful more excellent so that when it gets into you it's clearer it's powerful and it can minister to more and more people i want to request that you join in praying along with us praying along with all of our partners that god will continue to increase them and if you'd like to partner with us don't hesitate to reach out the lord bless you thank you for your time i hope you were blessed by this episode of moment of clarity do well to join me on the next episode and i'm sure you're going to be blessed if you are blessed by this episode please take a moment to subscribe to this channel or follow me on whatever platform you're getting this from i hope to see you next time god bless you